Alright, okay, okay, what's up everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts, like always. I'm sorry I didn't do the episode about uh, recent MLB free agent signings. I was gonna do that either Wednesday or yesterday, but I hope you guys did have a Merry Christmas. You know, I know I did. You know, I'm sorry I didn't do the episode Wednesday or yesterday, but I'm doing it here today at 10.40 in the morning. So let's get right into it. Recent MLB free agent signings. We have four of them that I would like to talk about with you guys. Let's start off with Mr. Dallas Keuchel. Let me get all the details. We know that he signed with <clears throat> the Washington. I really said Washington. Wow. The Chicago White Sox. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, guys. Let's get all those details. I know he signed three years with them. Yeah, contract. White Sox. This was a three-year, $55.5 million deal with the White Sox. And the deal does include a vesting fourth-year option worth $18.5 million. So, you know, with Keiko, you know, I thought he had a pretty decent year with the Braves. You know, we know he didn't pitch for a while. You know, he didn't have a spring training, so it took him a while to find his rhythm. I thought he had a decent season. Um, so I'm going to Chi-Town, going down to the south side. You know, the White Sox, they've been making moves. They really have made a lot of moves this, you know, offseason. You know, signing Grandall and uh, signing Keiko. And um, there's also another signing we'll talk about with the White Sox as well. Later on, that'll be the last one. You know, they're really out here making moves. They might, they actually, no, they're hunting for the division when you think of it. They really could, because the Indians probably aren't going to be competing when you think of it. Even if they trade, if they trade away Lindor, they're definitely done. And if they trade away Clevenger, uh, the Royals aren't a threat, neither are the Tigers. You know, the only threat right there is the Twins. And the Twins, they haven't made any, like, free agent moves. They haven't gotten better at all. You know, they could have definitely signed Kai Cole. But, you know, we're the next pitcher I'm going to talk about. You know, it's pretty shocking. But you know what? It's good for the White Sox. They're going to be a real good team. They have a nice young team. They're going to be good. You know, the White Sox haven't been good in, like, a while. They really haven't. Like, the last time the White Sox were a really good team was back in 2005. And I know they made the playoffs in 08, but 2005 is the year they won the World Series. People probably thought it was, like, on accident. That's how it almost feels, because after that, they did really nothing. They didn't make the playoffs till 2008, and they haven't made it since. And they haven't made it, you know, in 11 years. It'll be 12 years, because 2020. So, you know, they're out here competing now. You know. And Keiko's gonna looks like he's going to be their ace. You know, I don't think it's overpaid at all, or I have no problem with this uh, contract. No, no problem at all. You know, nice three years, $55.5 million. You know, like I said, he had a pretty decent year out there in Atlanta. Now he'll have a full spring training, and he'll be ready to go. You know, White Sox, you know, they're going to be no joke this year. They ain't going to be no joke. They're going to go out there. They're going to compete. You know, they're going to kick ass. So that's what they're going to do. You know, everyone talks about the big market teams. The White Sox are a small market team. And Keiko said, I'm going to go there. He could have went to, you know, the Cubs, the other team out there in Chicago. But no, he's like, you know what? I'll go to the White Sox. You know, it's always something new. You know what I mean? Because everyone talks about the big market teams. People want to go there. Well, Keiko went to a small market team. And, you know, here, you know what I mean? So, come on. But you know what? You know, he's... Always been a good pitcher in my eyes. You know, he has good years out there with the Astros. I'm really shocked they, they didn't bring him back. But you know what? 
He had his year out there in Atlanta. You know, I'm shocked they didn't bring him back either. But they could have, you know, got him back for three years instead of signing Cole Hamels for one. But it's a good deal for Keigel. It's a good deal for the White Sox, and I can't wait to see them play this year. They're gonna be, they're gonna be fun. They're gonna be a fun team to watch, and I definitely think they can get that wild card, or probably even if they're lucky, they can win the division. You know, and they probably could. So that's like the only threat to the Twins. And um, let's just get to another signing as well. Ooh, it's Ryu, Hun Ryu, Hunjin Ryu. Who signed with the Toronto Blue Jays. That really shocked me, to be honest. Him going to the Blue Jays. It was a four-year, $80 million. You know, my only problem is Ryu's like... Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say his age, because Keiko's in his 30s, too, so I won't say that. Just give me one second. Yeah, so four years... Four years, $80 million. And I was actually pretty shocked it was the Blue Jays, you know. I got to say one thing, though, about the Los Angeles Angels. Sorry, the Anaheim Angels. You're not from Los Angeles, from Anaheim. I can't believe they made, like, no big moves, no big pitching moves. The only pitching move they made was signing Julio Tehran. That's it. You know, they all thought they were in on Kluber, then they were out on Kluber, or they were going to try Ryu, maybe Bumgarner, and they got nobody. They got absolutely nobody. So that's just my opinion right there. But the Blue Jays, I like the move. I like the move, to be honest, like Ryu. You know, he had a very good season last year. Definitely could have won the Cy Young if he didn't fall off late in the season. But I think he's going to bounce back for the Blue Jays. And it's going to be interesting because they got their ace. That's the only good starting pitcher right now. Or else, you know, you're looking the farm system as well. They have a lot of young guys. And the Blue Jays, and mark my words right, they're going to make the playoffs in a couple years. I don't think this year because all they have is Ryu. That's all they got. They really have no other good pitcher unless they're Pitching really turns out to be very good this year. And it could. But the Blue Jays, they have a very good offense. You know, like, a few years ago, they had a nice trio of Bautista, Donaldson, and Encarnacion. Now that nice trio, now the trio is Bichette, Vladdy, and Biggio. So, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be a dangerous team, the Blue Jays, in the future. They're going to be a big home run hitting team. They're going to be dangerous. And them signing Ryu is just a good start there for the rotation. That's a, you know, that's a start. Let's see how he turns out, though. You know, he is 34, so he's going to be 38 when his contract ends. And I'm pretty sure, like, let's just say two years if the Blue Jays are still doing bad, if they're, like, almost last in the division, he'll probably get traded when you think of it. Even though he has no trade clause, but you know what I mean? You know, you just know what I mean. Like, when teams are really bad, they give away their best guys. But, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I think it's a very good move, you know, like for a guy who pitched very good last year. You know, it's not some scrub. Guy pitched very good. I was just very shocked to see it was the Blue Jays. I was like, wow. They're really going out going out for starting pitching. That's good. Need more competition. You know, especially like they probably see they got the future. They definitely do. They definitely do. You know, it's kind of amazing how it all blew up there with Bautista, Donaldson, Encarnacion, you know, and Bautista's well, he's a free agent actually. He's not really retired. He's talking about he might make a comeback. And, you know, Donaldson's a free agent. Encarnacion we're going to talk about in a little while. And they have their young trio in Bichette, um, Vladdy, and Biggio. You know, just their problem is they really haven't had that great of starting pitching, the Blue Jays. You know, the best starting pitcher that the Blue Jays have had in a long time was Doc Holliday. Since then, 
I mean, yeah, they got David Price in a trade, and then they had Strowman. But they haven't really had, like, that ace. And Ryu could be that ace for them now. Because Strowman was their ace until they traded him to the Mets. But now Ryu's definitely their guy. You really haven't found their main guy since Doc Holliday. You know, you know, God rest his soul. But Ryu, like I said, I'm very intrigued. Just like I'm very intrigued by the Keiko signing, you know, seeing these two teams that came out of, like, nowhere, to be honest, to sign these guys. You know, it's going to be interesting, so it's going to, it's going to, be interesting to see uh, Ryu in the AL East. You know, we faced them last year in August, and the Yankees, they teed off on him. So, I mean, is that going to be a recurring thing, or is he going to be the Ryu of old, you know, in the first half last year? He just, like, dominated. You know, so the Dodgers, they lost a big piece right there in the rotation, and now he's in Toronto. It'd be interesting to see how he pitches, though. And the AL East is pretty tough to face sometimes. Except, well, you know, we know Baltimore is not going to be a threat. But, you know, you still got to face our offense. You know, Boston's offense, if they don't, you know, trade, you know, bets, which I think would be very stupid if they do that. That would be completely dumb. And the Rays' offense, well, you know, you're facing good offense in the AL East. It's just how it is. It's a whole different different uh, way now. What's good for Ryu because now he's, you know, he's getting older. It's good that he's in the American League so he doesn't have to, like, bat when he has, when he needs to pit, when he pitches, you know what I mean? At least he doesn't have to hit. Like, it would be very rare, like, when the Blue Jays are on the road in the National League, you know, probably, if he's pitching in the series, he'll probably have to hit, you know, which I think there should be universal DH. But Ryu, you know, $80 million, you know, I, I say he deserves it because he pitched very good last year. Like I said, if he was, like, some scrub and he pitched, like, average last year and he got paid that much money, then I would be, you know, arguing about it. But I think he deserves it. You know, if you pitch good, you deserve a big paycheck. You deserve. Now let's get to... Some news that really shocked me and did upset me. Uh, Del Batantis signed with the New York Mets. Let me just get that once. Let me get all the details. Uh, let me just get all the details, Batantis. I know it's only one year. I'm just trying to get the money right here. Let's see. I know it was only a <clears throat> one-year contract. Let's see how much did he get paid. $10.5 million. Okay, I just want to make sure. It really surprised me, though. Seeing Del Batantis go to our crosstown rival, to the New York Mets. You know? Even, like, in, like, his, his like, tweet. I mean, not, or, like, his tweet and Instagram post. Like, where he, he's wearing the Mets jersey now. And, you know, he didn't really talk about the Yankees. You know, I don't know. I think there had to be something there with the Yankees. Like him and Randy Levine a couple years ago, they had like a problem. You know. And you know, that, that kind of like stalled like contract extensions. I'm going to miss Batantis though. You know, I used to be a big critic of him, but in 2018 really opened up my eyes. Seeing like the Batantis of old right there, you know, how they just, you know, were able to turn him around. I was, like, a big critic of him, like, in 2017. Because 2017, like, late 2017, he was, like, like erratic. Especially when he pitched in the playoffs, he was pretty erratic, you know, which kind of pissed me off. But, you know. Um, and, I, you know, my heart broke for him this year when he was out until September. Then he finally came back. And then after the second batter, he got out. He tore his Achilles. I was like, you got to be kidding me. We didn't find out until a few days later. And it was, like, very surprising. We thought Batanza was going to be a huge weapon for us in the playoffs. But turns out, turns out it wasn't going to be. 
I am pretty upset, but you know what? I just gotta say something to Brody Van Wagenen, though. Just gotta say something. Just gotta say something. Imagine flexing this. And, and I mean, no disrespect to Batance at all when I bring him up. I mean, no disrespect to him. He's a former Yankee. I love him. You know, if I go to a Yankees-Mets game, he comes to the pitch. I'm not going to boo him. Pitch very, he pitched very good for the Yankees. Okay? There was problems with him and Randy Levine. So, you know what? Blame Levine. Don't blame Batances. If Batances is feeling some type of way, he's allowed to. He's a human fucking being, for God's sakes. And he pitched great for the Yankees. He wasn't no scrub. He wasn't no Tyler Clippard. Or Chasen Shreve. Like, let's... So, let's hold back on the hate. But I got to say something to Brody Van Wagenen. Like, seriously. Just imagine flexing this, like I'm going to say again. You're flexing Michael Walker, Rick Porcello, Batances, and Jake Marisnik. Let's talk about it. Michael Walker is gonna be very is gonna be a big question mark going into 2020. There's no guaranteeing how he's gonna pitch. He's not a big time pitcher. He's just not. He's a decent pitcher. He was decent with the Cardinals. It's not a guarantee he's gonna go out there for the Mets and pitch like fucking David Cohen or Dwight Gooden. And how could you even flex Rick Porcello? Really? The guy who had the worst ERA last year. Especially in the first inning, he was god-awful. Look at his ERA in the first inning. He had the worst ERA last season. The worst. Like, are you kidding me? How is this? How does this guy still have a job in the league, Porcel? I understand he's a former Cy Young, but you had the worst ERA in the fucking league. You should have been signed to a minor league contract. Like, are you kidding Like, really? Fucking really? And then with Patances, he's not going to be the same pitcher. He's just not. There's a tear in his Achilles. It's going to take him a while to come back. It took Britain like a whole year to become himself again. After Britain got traded to us in 2018, he didn't look that good at all. He looked like a, an average pitcher coming out of the bullpen. But 2019, he was able to turn it around this year. He was able to, you know, turn it around. <laughs> He got to a little bit of a slow start, but after that, he was able to turn it around. So it's going to take Patantis time. So don't expect him, you know, in 2020, go out there and be really good. He might look like Edwin Diaz out there. And I'm sorry. And when a lot of big bullpen owners have went to the Mets, you know, they get screwed up. Like, Armando Benitez, when he went there, wasn't good. And look at Edwin Diaz, who had, like, what, 60 saves in 2018? He goes to the Mets, and he pitches like shit. You have to think, is it, all, is it mental with Diaz, or is it just, like, the way the Mets are telling him to pitch? Like, or is he all gassed out from, like, the 62 saves? Or was it, I think it was, like, no, was it 62? It was either six, in the 60s or, like, the late 50s. Whatever it was. But still. But imagine that, too. Like, Batances is not... Batances is not going to start the season. He's probably, like, he'll probably come back around... Maybe the summertime, probably when you think of it, heals up quickly. He might not even pitch this year coming up. He might not. Anything could happen. And Jake Marisnik, the guy is a platoon outfielder. The guy is not that good. Where is he going to play? Where Where is Marisnik going to play? You still have Conforto. You're not taking him out of the lineup. You know, you still have um, Lagaris. Who's you know always been a great contact hitter? You still have um you still have you still have Cespedes's contract. You still have Yoenis Cespedes's contract. And what if he's gonna play this year? 
I don't even know if he will. He's kind of like Ellsbury when you think of it. And you still have Dominic Smith, too. And, well, McNeil, he plays more in the infield. He could also play the outfield, but he's going to be more your, inf- he's your infield guy. We still have Dominic Smith as well, and I believe Dominic Smith should be starting because that guy is a really good player. You know, he can't play first because Pete Alonso has that spot. You're not going to take out the guy who broke the all, you know the rookie home run record. You're not going to do that. But imagine flexing those four guys when you think of it. Like, seriously, even like Mariznick, like, what? Mariznick's never been that good of a player. He's been a backup. But how could you even, like, tweet that with Porcello in there, too? Like, that's a good thing? I mean, yeah, Porcello could bounce back in 2020. And if he does, I'll definitely eat my words for it. I'll apologize. But the guy had the worst ERA last year. The worst. It's like, do you not understand that? The worst. The fucking worst. Like I said, Walker's going to be... He's very... He's, a, he's unproven. And he's a big question mark. But Tantis might not even pitch this year when you think of it. He's not going to be the same. That's why it's coming with the Yankees kind of like say, you know what? Okay, you know what? Mm. We need someone who's going to be able to pitch. We can't have someone who's going to be hurt. And Mariznick, like I said, is a platoon outfielder. He's not a starter. You have other guys too. You have to think about that. Dominic Smith should be starting. You should release Cespedes. Lagares you can keep in. You know, your outfield you can have is, is, uh, Smith, Lagares, and uh, Conforto. There's your outfield. Then you're fine. Marizic could be a backup. Like, what, do you think Marizic's going to start? I, what, I mean, he might start over Lagares when you think, but you're not going to take Conforto out. And like I said, I think Dom should be playing left field. Even when Cespedes does come back, they should just release Cespedes. They really should. The Yankees released Ellsbury. Why can't the Mets release Cespedes? So I just can't stand the Mets. I just fucking hate the Mets and like how they try to just talk shit. But when they start talking shit, then they fall off. Why Why can't you just be humble? I say trying to have fun, but then when you start talking shit, they're like, we're the team in New York. We're the team in New York. Like, Syndergaard said back in April 2017, this is a, a Mets city. And then what happened to him? Then he got fucking hurt later on in the month. And the Yankees went up in the ALCS. Where were the Mets? Where were the Mets? Sit on their fucking couch. Doing nothing. So stop talking fucking shit. This is the Yankee city. It'll always be a Yankee city. It'll never be a Mets city. You know, I know they went to the World Series in 2015. The Yankees haven't been there since 2009. But did the Mets win in 2015? No. No, they did not. They got beaten five by a Royals team that didn't have a guy that hit 20 fucking home runs. They didn't have any, like, you know, you know, big-time aces when you think of it. Like, seriously, they had a very good bullpen. That's what, got, that's what kept them in a lot of games. None of their guys hit 20 home runs. None. None at all. And they lost to them. So, I mean, come on. You know, if even Syndergaard to open up his mouth and, you know, say, oh, this is not the Yankee City, this is Mets, this is a Mets City. Go get fucking help, you fucking dumbass. Like, goddamn. Fucking Brody Van Wagen. He's like, has a face. They just want to punch constantly. I know how Mets fans feel. You want to probably punch this guy in the face multiple times. Believe me. I, like, I look at him, you want to punch him. Fucking pretty boy. He's just an agent. Like, fucking Michael K. calls him, like, Palenka. Because, you know, Palenka is an agent. He's the GM of the Lakers. But except Palenka and the Lakers are actually winning this year. And they could probably win a championship. So, I mean, come on. And, like, you know, at least Palenka's, you know, drafted smart with the Lakers. Let's just, like, go off top for a second. Drafting Brandon Ingram, even though he's in New Orleans. 
you know, Ingram was really good. You know, they drafted Lonzo, and he turned out to be, he's a bust. And they draft you know, they traded for Kuzma, and that's turned out to be really good, and traded for Davis. But, you know, back to baseball. Back to baseball. I really don't think you compare Palenka and Brody, because Brody's just a fucking idiot. That's my, that's my take right there on the Mets. Like, just, I just released it all. But back to the Chicago White Sox. I forgot they made actually two recent signings. We'll get to the guy you think the guy you probably know I'm gonna talk about in a second. Let's see. Let's get to they made the pitching signing. They signed Gio Gonzalez. Let me just get his contract details. So it's a one year five million dollar contract with an option for twenty twenty one. You know, Gio, you know, he's still a good pitcher, is what it is. Just hold on one second. I'm sorry, guys. My friend is just texting me. I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm sorry. I'm doing the episode because he's asking me want to go see Christmas lights. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, back to Gio Gonzalez. Yeah, one year, $5 million. No, I'm sorry about that, guys. That'll never happen again. One year, $5 million for Gio Gonzalez, which I thought was, um, pretty fair deal for him. You know, he's a, he's a good pitcher. He's a, he's a good pitcher, you know, and he pitched pretty good for the Brewers last season. You know, like I said, the White Sox, they're going to be a very fun team to watch. I'm very excited to see them compete. You know, I got love for the White Sox from the 2005 season. You know, I have actually the DVD when they played the Astros in 2005. I got love for them. When Ozzie Guillen was their manager, you know, I got love for them. And you know what? Fuck it. They're going to win the AL Central. I'm going to say that now. I think they're going to win the AL Central. And um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how they are this year. You know, they're going to be, like I said, a very fun team to watch. And them signing Gio Gonzalez and Dallas Keuchel, it's big. You know, the two veteran guys, you know, they're not old guys. Let's just, you know, they're not old. You know, they're good vets. So, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see how they're going to, you know, compete this year. You know, I think the AL Central has a lot to worry about. Because, like I said, everyone talks about the big market teams. But look at two guys that went to the small market. And there's the other guy, too, I'm going to talk about and bring up. You know. You know, they're going to be they're gonna be very fun. And I'm signing Gio, you know. You know, he waited a while, too, last year to get on the team. Because we signed him to a minor league deal late in spring training. But that never worked out. So he went to the Brewers, you know, it was a shame because I wanted to see him pitch for us, but, you know, and he pitched decent for the Brewers. You know, I'm happy they finally got, it's like him and Keiko, you know, they had to wait so long. Well, Dallas had to wait a while, Dallas had to wait a while longer, but, you know, at least they finally got signed, you know, way before spring training, at least that's good. They both can get settled in. I'm pretty sure that would be a nice conversation they'll both have when they they see each other, be like, man, we waited a whole... Long time last year, now it's like we finally got our contracts this year early. So, it's good for them. And uh, let's get to one more move right here. And it is by the White Sox. So, it's the third move by the White Sox.
das Get to the last one right here. So Edwin Encarnacion, the Parrot, signed a one-year, twelve million dollar deal with the Chicago White Sox. And um, I'm gonna miss Edwin as well. You know, I know a lot of Yankee fans didn't like Encarnacion. I understand. I actually was saying that for a while too, but I gave time to think about it. You know what? He's an older player in Canacion. What would you really expect from him? I mean, I know he was going off with the Mariners starting off last year, and we traded for him and just didn't live up to it. You know, he was hurt. He really wasn't living up to expectations. You know, that was just a bad move by Cashman. You know, he struck out a lot, especially it was a miserable performance by him in the ALCS. Except the ALDS, he played really good against the Twins. He played very good. But in the ALCS, he looked like shit. He looked awful. But who else were you going to put in that spot? Like, who was going to DH? I mean, Voigt, well, you could say Voigt, but Voigt was hurt. They took him off the roster. And he was hurt. You know, you could have had, um... You couldn't have even had Giancarlo in that spot because Giancarlo was hurt. You know, you couldn't have Romine, obviously, because Romine's back of catch. And what if Gary gets hurt during the game? Then what do you do? You know what I mean? So that was a very tough decision for them. That's why I, probably, that's why I said they should have kept Tyler Wade on the roster. Not for just speed, but he can also he can he can still get on base. He can still hit the ball. So it's just you know just how it is. But Encarnacion, you know, he's still a good hitter though. He's still gonna he still could jack like thirty home runs, you know, this year, and I think that he will. So it'll be. It'll be fun to see. You know, $12 million, I think it's a fair deal. It's one year as well, you know. He's going to be 37 going into next season. But I think, you know, I think he'll be there, like their primary DH because you got to Braywood with first. And that's also big that they re-signed him a couple months back, or, or last month in November. And, you know, especially them signing Grandol. I talked about that in an episode a while back. You know, they, they just know what they're doing. You know, they say, you know what? It's time to go out there and compete. So, you know, you're going to have, like, probably, like, a Brie and a Canacion, like, switch first and DH, like, you know, yada, yada, yada. But um, it's a good sign. The White Sox have made a lot of good signs. They've been very smart. You know, them re-signing a Brie, smart. Them signing Grandall, very smart. Them going after Kaiko and Gonzalez, you just got two veteran pitchers, two good veteran pitchers, very smart. Them signing Canacion, who's definitely going to jack 30 home runs this year, it's very smart. A lot of them moves have been very smart. You know, they know what they're doing. Like, they got a good mind. They got the good minds up there. You know, because I'm pretty sure they... Any, any team that hasn't been to the playoffs, like, in a while, you know, you get you just get tired of it. They didn't make the playoffs this decade. You know, it's been a shame. But, you know, they're, being, they're very smart with their moves. They know what they're doing. They've gotten pitching... You know, I like their pitching, you know, and their offense too, you know, they, this team has, this, this fan base has a lot of things to smile about. So, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens.
Like I said, I predict the White Sox are going to definitely win the AL Central. You know, I mean, I'm ready to see what happens. All right, guys, hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I will talk to you guys soon.